Lady Leopold just loves to fight. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. I played major junior in professional hockey. Throughout my teenage years on the outside, everything looked perfect. When you're hot, you're hot. Brady Leobold with his fourth goal of the game. And the Kelowna Rockets having a whole lot of fun tonight. Nobody knew I had been sexually abused at the age of five. I did everything to hide it from everybody. I submerged myself into hockey that worked for a while. Until it didn't. Oxycontin led me to heroin. Heroin led me to fentanyl and everything else. Homeless on the streets of Hastings in Vancouver. Over three years of my life I've spent behind bars. But now I'm clean and fighting to get my life back. Everything I do is for the memory Matthew Wazinski and all of our fallen brothers and sisters in the hockey community. Matthew Wazinski, Mitch Fadden, this one's for you. I lost everything and almost my life. My name's Brady Leibold and I've been to hell and back. This is the road to recovery. What's going on guys? Welcome to episode number four. Hockey to hell and back. The road to recovery, you know this is Brady Leibold coming at you guys live from Morrisburg, Ontario, the new home of Hockey to Hell and Back, the new home of the Puck Sport Foundation, and of course, the one-stop skate shop. Um, thank you to everyone who supported uh, us this past week down here uh, at the one-stop skate shop, guys. It's been, uh, it's been fantastic. We've uh, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed uh, every minute uh spent there it's been a lot of fun uh especially for me getting to to meet all the locals um and uh you're gonna get to see one in particular uh what else is going on um not a whole lot uh to talk about we're, we're gonna skip through this whole 10 minute of me talking intro uh from now on if there's things that i need to say uh i'll say them at the end uh but i do want to say Thank you to Dave and Brandon Gilmore, couple of Puck Support Warriors. Happy birthday, Dave, once again. Uh, it was his birthday on the 14th, uh, and he completed 20 kilometers and 50 kilometers uh, with his son uh, to raise money for the Puck Support Foundation. Um, and I'm pretty sure we hit our goal of 2,500. If we didn't, they came just short, which is amazing. All things considered, COVID-19. Um, Thank you, everybody. We all know um, the struggles uh, that happen in the hockey community. And uh, I had a conversation with Sandra Murray today, and holy shit. Um, can't help it. I can't play the drums. I don't even think I'm on the beat, but I just love that. Maybe Matt Fahey, the guy who wrote this music for me, can teach me. Shout out to the Maxwell Mustangs. The swag is in. Got my jacket. My team issued, not team issued limited, but my team issued Mustangs jacket. Check it out, guys. It's been a lot of fun. 
Okay, so let's do this. Um, but before we do, guys, you know. That this episode is proudly brought to you by Team Issue Limited. Team Issue is connecting all walks of life. Team Issue does this by recreating that special feeling of being part of something bigger. A community for all striving towards the same goal. Guys, check it out. Teamissue.ca. Use promo code TOEDRAG15 to get 15% off. Uh, but if you're in the South Dundas area, and you need a team issued snapback hat. You don't even need to go to the website. You can come to the one stop skate shop. Uh, and I'm going to play something for you guys right now uh, that this got me excited. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. Uh, here we go. Let's do it. This is, uh, this is my new boy here. guys that's pretty awesome eh that kid has that kid has some unbelievable talent um what's even cooler is he's from morrisburg uh that's Jaden shaver buddy we're gonna kill it man i swear to god uh we're gonna do some amazing things uh and you guys are all gonna get to see uh some amazing talent and he's inspired me uh to get off my ass uh, and get a stick back in my hand. So thank you, buddy. Whew, let me breathe. <laughs> I always get emotional. I don't know why. Um, it's pretty cool, though. I was looking. Uh, I was looking for somebody, uh, and I had somebody else in mind. Uh, and it just so happened that Jaden came into the shop. He's like, I used to do this a little bit. Uh, I haven't done it so much, but uh, give me a stick. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> He's 18 years old, um, and he's going to get back practicing. <laughs> Not that it looks like he needs it, does it? It's pretty incredible. Um, certainly blew uh, Matt and I away. Um, good job. Uh, you're the man. Uh, big plans uh, for the three of us, I'll tell you that much, and the Puck Support Foundation. Uh, pretty exciting. Uh, quickly, I wanted to uh, drop a quick question. If you guys want to win some team-issued gear, this is the question. Which hockey legend, which hockey legend, you're going to text my phone, okay? During the broadcast, I need random texts to my phone, random guesses of, uh, of who's coming on my podcast. This guy's a legend. Uh, <laughs> the biggest legend I've had on my podcast uh, without question. Um, so I want to hear. Who do you guys think it is? If you get it right, 
You're going to win a pair of team issued socks. My, my phone number. I'll keep you guys updated while we're doing it. No cheating. If you know, if you know, because I told you last night, because we were on the ice or, you know, please don't, please don't, uh, you know, ruin it for anybody. I thought someone was commenting. What's up, David Carlson? Uh, thanks for all your help, Matt. And I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, let's do it, though. I want to hear some guesses. 705-205-5123. At the end of the episode, I'll disclose who's coming on the podcast uh, with a little uh, clip of the phone call that I had to make the other day. And holy, if you think I'm nervous doing podcasts, I was so nervous. But uh, it went so well. Um, anyways, without further ado, guys, we're going to get right into the episode. Um, and if you heard in the episode, of course, everything we do is for Matthew Lazinski, Mitch Fadden, and uh, all of our fallen brothers and sisters in the hockey community. If you want to get involved in the Pucksport Foundation, go to pucksport.com, at Pucksport. Follow us at Pucksport Warriors. I got some, the announcement I'm going to make at the end is exciting because we're going to get some swag out uh, to our ambassadors, start getting our ambassadors out there. And uh, I know I've been talking about our first uh, kid ambassador and uh, I've been working on it. So it's, it's, it's really close to being launched. So you know who you are. You know who you are. Looking forward, pal. Looking forward to it. All right. Episode four. Holy shit. Hang on to your seats. I've known this guy since I was nine years old. And man, has he had an effect on my life, my hockey career, everything. This guy is like family to me. Um, Love this guy. So um, thrilled to to get him on. Um, Remember, though, if you want to win Team Issued Socks, 705-205-5123. Text me right now. Which legend is coming on the podcast? Let's do it. Here we go. Episode four, Hockey to Hell and Back, The Road to Recovery. Changing the name of my podcast was a big decision for me. I knew the word heroin had its limitations and that a small tweak to the name could make a huge, huge difference. Even knowing that though, I fought it for over a month. I love the name Hockey to Heroin. It has a certain shock value that just hits you right in the face. And the idea for the name came to me while I started writing my book while I was behind bars in late 2015. The book is still very much alive and will 99% most likely be named Hockey to Heroin. You've heard me enough times how I never in a million years would have believed that I would have ever became a heroin addict just was never in the cards. Ever since I can remember, I loved hockey. I loved everything about it. My love for the game really changed though after I was abused. It was all I could do to keep my mind off that horrifying experience. As soon as I had a stick in my hand, I just felt better. Even into my junior and pro career, my stick was my first order of business and I took it everywhere with me. I taped it the same way every single time, white tape. I do not cover the toe. And I take a puck when I'm done and I make 10 marks starting on the backhand, then on the forehand, then on the bottom, and then on the top. 10, 10, 10, 10. I started doing that when I was around 12 or 13 and never stopped. Following that comes the wax, only Howie's. Once my stick was taped, 
I never let the blade touch the ground, except for on the ice. If it touched the ground, I would just retape it. Even if I just retaped it, say it fell out of my hands and touched the ground, forget it. That's it. New TJ. Yep, I had many superstitions, just like many, but I felt safe with my stick in my hand, and I still do. My dad worked three or four jobs to give me and my sister every opportunity to live out whatever dream we had. When I was eight years old in my hometown of Port Coquitlam, we got our very own indoor hockey training center equipped with synthetic ice. It was revolutionary at the time. This was 1996 and there was a place in Poco with synthetic ice. On top of that, it happened to be just minutes from my childhood house. In fact, there was more than one occasion that I walked through the bushes and over the creek and then through some more bushes down the back trails to what was then called Puckmasters. Let me tell you about Puckmasters. There are a couple of decisions that allowed me to grow into the player that I did and atop of that list with a couple of others is Puckmasters and Pete Fry. Puckmasters no longer exists, but the effect it had on me and the thousands of other kids that went through those doors was life-changing. At nine years old, this is where I wanted to be. Nothing excited me more than my sessions at Puckmasters. The night before every session at Puckmasters, the Leavold family household phone would ring. And if I wasn't there to pick it up, boy, I would be pissed. Hello? Is this the great Brady? Yeah. Hey, Brady, it's Pete from Puckmasters. How's it going, bud? Hey, Pete, doing well. How's it going, bud? How's hockey going? This is how it would go. Pete was always so fired up, so enthusiastic, always asking about my hockey, asking exactly the questions that needed to be asked and encouraging me the exact way I needed to be encouraged and reminding me that tomorrow I had a session with him and Danny Cassidy at the local Puckmasters. This is your pump up call. Your session's at 4.30 tomorrow, Braid. Get fired up, we'll see you then. Make it a great day. Make it a great day. That's how it was every single time. Maybe it's a little bit cheesy, but I'll tell you what, for a kid, it's very special. I even got to recreate it when I worked there years later. And when I say work there, I worked there for years along with some of my best friends. There are literally no words to describe how special Pete and a guy by the name of Danny Cassidy made me feel. Those two had such an influence on me in my hockey career. They were both an instrumental part of why I had any kind of success in hockey at all. Pete was the guy. He was the first person that I actually met on a personal level who was drafted to the NHL. Pete Fry was drafted the same year I was born, in 1987 by the New Jersey Devils. He played in the Western Hockey League for five years with the Portland Winterhawks, the Spokane Chiefs, and the Victoria Cougars. He was a WHL All-Star, and in two consecutive seasons, he was his team's MVP. After graduating from the Western Hockey League, Fry moved on to the University of Calgary where he played under hockey legend Willie Desjardins. Side note. In Swift Current, we always made a point of Willie Desjardins' mustache, and it just so happens to be Movember. Hashtag Willie's Muzzy. Shout out to the boys from Swift, and to the boys in Kelowna. 
Luke Shen used to get a kick out of Willie Desjardins' mustache. Pete helped lead the University of Calgary to the CIS Championship Tournament before a devastating knee injury thwarted the championship attempt, though Pete still managed to turn pro the following year and earned a contract to play Division I in Sweden. Pete never fully recovered from his injury and had to retire after three seasons of professional hockey. Maintaining his burning desire and passion for the position, Pete naturally moved into the role of goalie coach. Pete taught at the Okanagan Hockey School and Goalie School and moved into the role of head goalie instructor, working and learning alongside some of goalie greats like Andy Moog, Grant Fear, and Ron Tugnett. Pete eventually left OHS to start his own hockey school with former NHL goalies Darren Jensen and Steve Passmore. In that school, Pete worked and learned from some goalie greats such as Ron Hextall and John Van Beesbrook. Following this, Pete founded Puckmasters, hockey and goalie training centers, and early on trained three young developing goaltenders, Rob Tallis, Mike Valley, and Eli Wilson. Two of the three signed NHL contracts, and all three are now NHL goalie coaches. Pete has also trained many other goaltenders to move on to junior, college, and pro careers. Pete also had a significant impact in the lives of players, not just goalies, including mine. Pete always had unbelievable people working in the facilities that I was a part of. I got to learn from a legend. I see a lot of kids these days. You guys saw it in the intro with Jaden Shaver. I got to learn from the OG Michigan at Puckmasters, Mike Leg. That's right. If you look it up, Mike Legg busted out the Michigan when he was playing for the Wolverines. It was shortly after that, Pete had him in there coaching. I was never afforded the opportunity to make videos on YouTube or watch videos of other great people around the world creating new tricks like kids get to these days. But I always felt very lucky getting to learn from the guy who literally created that move. There were so many other special things that I learned personally from Puckmasters that go far beyond the game of hockey. I remember being put in a tiny little room with the lights off and nothing but a TV and Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em playing. The very first time I ever experienced it, I can't even tell you the feeling being put in this room, music pumping, Rock'em Sock'em for 10 minutes, all of a sudden the door opens, there's Pete Fry, he says, you ready to go, Braid? Right onto the synthetic ice, music pumping, and I'll never forget it. I used to live to go to Puckmasters. I told you guys I would walk over the creek and through the bushes in my half year just to get there. At the age of 14, I reached out to Pete after not talking to him for a couple of years. I told him that I wanted to coach there. He told me he didn't think I was ready, but he told me I could come wash pucks off the boards. So that's what I did. I did that for about six hours before I was coaching a kid. And from there, I'll have to confirm it with Pete but he always tells me that Danny and I were his best coaches. We'll have to ask him as we get into the interview. But I have to credit Danny and Pete. That's where I learned it from. They always made me feel special. So when I started coaching, I always made a point of making every kid that came through that door feel special. And I don't think I would be doing that if I never learned it from Pete and Danny. I worked from Puckmasters from the age of 14 to the age of 24, pretty much every single summer with some of my best friends. We all worked there. We had keys for the place. We actually used to hang out there after hours. There were days at Puckmasters when I worked there, I seriously had my skates on for 16 hours a day. 
If I didn't work there, I don't think I'd ever play in the WHL, probably never even play junior. Making that phone call at 14 years old to go wash pucks off the walls of Puckmasters changed everything. I started to get on my skates every single day. Even if it was on synthetic ice, I was handling a puck, I was coaching kids, I was explaining it, I was breaking things down, and I was practicing even when I was coaching. And Pete afforded me that opportunity, and for that I will always be grateful. When I left for Swift Current in my rookie season, Pete called me and brought me into Puckmasters. He sat me down and did a visualization session with me for an hour. He recorded it, he put it on the CD, and he gave it to me. He even called me back the next day with a shortened version of the CD that I could put into my Discman at the time, which I later transferred into my MP3 player, not iPod at the time, kids, but my MP3 player, which could only hold, I think, 21 songs. But I preloaded it in there, and before every game in my rookie season, I would listen to this tape, Pete's voice walking me through a visualization of everything that I needed to do in those games. Pete didn't just coach, he cared, and he cared about me a lot, and it's something that I truly appreciate. He reconnected with me again when I was 22. By then, I was in my addiction, and he knew it, but he thought he could help. After having a number of franchises across North America, Puckmasters was slowly shutting down, but the final one in Port Coquitlam still stood, and me and Pete took one last run at it. And I can't even tell you how many kids we coached, how much money we made, and how much fun we had that summer. Every single morning, he started the same way. He would pick me up at 7 a.m. with or when you're trying to get rid of addiction, it's the same steps. One voice in the back, way towards the back part of the table, probably the furthest part of the table is why he probably said it. Tony Robbins blaring in his van as we drove to Tim Hortons to get our teas and our bagels as we went to Puckmasters. We'd sit there probably six hours before anybody still continuing listening to Tony Robbins. I think we put every single Tony Robbins on. I think we listened to it three or four times. We killed it for a while, but then Pete and I lost contact. I ended up making a little bit of a comeback to pro, and then I came back and relapsed again. Once again, Pete reached out to me. He had a new venture out in Langley at a three-on-three rink that he used to own, another place we used to have keys to. I can't tell you how much ice time this guy used to give me. We used to hang out at this three-on-three rink and have keys to the Zamboni. We'd skate from 11 o'clock at night till four in the morning sometimes. By this time, Pete was now coaching here, and now he needed a player coach. So now there I was, 27 years old, back at it with Pete, and I was not in a good way. It didn't last long, but I know he was trying. It wasn't working because I just was not in the right mindset. Since then, Pete and I haven't really reconnected, but I'm looking forward to talking to him today. He's the type of guy that doesn't give up on people. He would help anybody. He's got a big heart. He's a little bit odd because he is a goalie, but I still love him. All right, guys, let's do it. Episode four, Hockey to Hell and Back, The Road to Recovery, featuring my long, long time friend, Pete. Great to see you, Brady. Oh, I'm having a hard time hearing you. There we go. Let's bring him in, guys. There we go. You can hear me. Sorry, I'm distracted. I got tears in my eyes, Pete. I'm like, you know, there's a lot there, eh? Like, sorry for the long intro. You You had to wait and stuff, but uh no no playing around here like me and you uh we go back a a long long ways and and thank you so much for for coming on the podcast and and before we get 
before we get into it, I, I you know, I kind of mentioned in the intro, but it seems like it didn't really get in there. But you, you're really responsible for for the name Hockey to Helen back. And, and thank you for that, because uh, when I first uh, po- put it out there, uh, you know, I, I really didn't want to change the name. And it was it was something that was hard for me. And you and I talked and and uh, you said, leave it with you for for a for a day. You'll, you'll come up with something. And sure enough, I get a text. uh later on the next night uh, with hockey to hell and back. And you had a couple other ideas and I'm like, boom. And and you sent me an image, you edited a picture that I didn't end up using, but it it really inspired me um, to, to, to create the image and everything. So thank you, Pete, man. You, you've done so much for me before we get into it. I I just, I love you, man. Like I I really do. We've gone through, we've gone through hell and back because of me, um, not because of you so much, but like, because of me. So uh, after all these years, thanks, man. Um, let's let's take it away. I want to hear a little bit more about uh, your childhood playing hockey, Pete, because I know I do know uh, about it. But uh, did you freeze up on me, Pete? There you yep. go. Okay. Hey, hey, Brady, my my internet's cutting out a little bit. I'm just I'm gonna switch I'm gonna switch over to five G here. Yeah, absolutely. Go, take her away, bud. Internet's uh, do your thing, but. That's no problem. Uh, I got uh, I got lots I need to talk about. Pete, give me a thumbs up when you're ready to come back in, um, and uh, that's n- that's no issue. Um, so you guys saw? Oh, he's back! Wow, I'm was back. Quick. I'm back. I, oh, I thought sorry. You had, can you, can I thought you me out? To, yeah, I thought you had to like exit out and come back in. That's why I took you out. Let's do it. So I want to hear more about. Tell me about your childhood, Pete. Tell me about. Oh, there we are. Know. Okay, perfect, perfect. Here, j- just one sec. Is this? I think I was on Zoom too. Here, let me get rid of Zoom. Uh, that'll do it. That was a challenge. Okay, okay, okay. There we go. Perfect. We should be good now. Okay. Anyway, Brady, you know, I, I love you too. It's great to be on here. I, I've seen you uh, grow up and go through a tremendous amount. I didn't know. I didn't know that you were behind bars for three years. Wow! 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 This is a huge success story that you've been able to turn around. And to me, you're just getting started with that success story. So that's that's very, very, very powerful. Looking forward to to hopefully helping you, uh, you know, in that in your uh, in what what you're doing here, right? You, I think you're helping a lot of people. Great purpose that you've done, and and I think it shows that when you take the focus off of you, you put on helping other people. Boom! Yeah. That's when you really grow, and and you are impacting a lot of people right now because although there's a lot of hockey players, and then then thus for the name hockey to hell i think there's a ton of hockey players that maybe they haven't done heroin or even done drugs but they've kind of been to hell and back with hockey through in, in some way yeah and so the, the that's that's the 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 that's the name hockey to hell i just think it'll resonate with a lot a lot of people there oh man you knocked it out of the park with that name i almost fell off my chair like when it when it came through i was because Honestly, I, I thought about it and I thought about it and, and, and people had given me suggestions and I'm just like, no, no, no. And then I see that and I'm like, wow, like, yeah, Matt's taking on my buddy, Matt. I'm, I'm with him here. He's going to coach, coach the local boys in Morrisburg. He's giving back to the community, which is awesome. Nice. Uh, partner at the one stop skate shop. So um, I'm actually going to try to, uh, to get some coaching going up out up here and, and bring yep. some of that, bring some of that puck master, old puck master mentality, heat fry mentality back out here. 
I'll look at my nose and run because I'm crying. I was, I was actually cr- look at my eyes. I was like bawling my eyes out through that intro like a baby, to be honest. Wow. Um, that was amazing. Tell me, tell me more about uh, growing up, Pete, and and how you became a goalie and how you became an elite goalie because you didn't just play goal. You you really succeeded. You got drafted. Uh, you were WHL All Star. Um, and and tell me a little bit about that journey of deciding to play goal. Well, it's really interesting is I, I grew up, I'm actually from Ontario originally from uh, Kleinberg, a little, little city just outside of Toronto. And uh, when I was seven or eight years old, I think I was just watching hockey like everyone would do in Canada. We'd watch hockey night in Canada. And th- th- those are the times when the Montreal Canadiens were playing the Boston Bruins. And you had a guy named Ken Dryden, who I really, really looked up to. And so decided that I wanted to be a goalie. So back then, you could actually play goal full time your first year so. My okay. first year that I played, I think I was seven years old. I was seven years old. And Brady, believe it or not, my goals against average that year was 0.82 or something like that. It got worse after that every year, but it was, it was like <laughs> uh, So I loved it. I just loved playing goal. And then we moved out to Victoria when I was eight or nine. We moved to Victoria. And I remember being devastated because in Toronto, Hockey was everything for everyone. That's all they did. It might have changed a little bit now. But in Victoria, people were doing all these other things. And I, I couldn't believe I, I remember feeling sorry for people in my class because they didn't play hockey. I was like, you poor person. You yeah. rugby player. I feel bad for you. I, I, I that, That's just it, it was kind of a limited view. But that's just yeah. how, I, how I felt. I, I understand that. I felt the same way because we just loved the game so much. Right. And, and, but you obviously found some success out West. Like you, you made it to the Western league. What was that process? Like, like how did you end up in the Western league? Um, and, and the decision to go to the Western league, was there ever another option? Did you think about going the, the college route at all? Um, great question. When I, when I was 15, I was, I was in science class in, in Victoria in grade 10, Spencer Junior Secondary School. And I get called down to the principal's office. And I'm thinking, oh, no, not again. Going to the, and so, so, so I go to the principal's office. And I'm there. And there was no cell phones back then. The principal's like, your dad's on the phone. And so I get the phone. I, I answer. He, they pass me the phone. They're like, poor the Winterhawks are going to call you up. I got to come get you right now. We got to take, we got to get you a suit because I didn't have a suit. We got to get you yeah. a suit and drive you to the airport. And you got to, you got to take a flight. And I was like, it was like my first year midget. I was 15. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was like, wow. And I, although I didn't know them, but as soon as you, as soon as you suit up for a game or two, you're ineligible yeah. for college. So I, I never even looked at college. It wasn't even, it, I had no idea about yeah. it. Yeah. If I could go back now, now I love the Western Hockey League, but if I could go back now, I would have liked to have had the opportunity to at least explore both Absolutely. And, and look at the yeah. different, look at the different options. Um, yeah. So at 15, I get brought up. They they fly me to they fly me to Calgary. I, I catch up with the team then. And Portland was a really good team that year. They actually won the Memorial Cup that year. They had guys like Cam Neely, Randy Heath, Randy Heath, Randy Heath. I was just I was just at a reunion with him right before COVID. Uh, Randy Heath, uh, Ray Ferrero, um, <laughs> like like phenomenal players. John Cordick, all these guys. Oh, yeah. He's rest in peace. Oh, yeah, yeah, very sad. Yeah, very, very sad. Uh, and the next day is, is the first game. So it's the first game that I'm on the bench. They said, don't worry, you're not going to play. First game I'm on the bench in the Western Hockey League. And one of the things I specialize in now is working on the mental side of the game with goalies and players, like just 
working on that mental side. It's so important for them because I had nothing. Like I had nothing when it came down to the mental side of the game. I didn't know about visualization, didn't know how to be confident, didn't know how to prepare for a game. And so they say, don't worry, you're not going to go in. We're playing our first game. I think it's in, I think it was in Medicine Hat. And I'm on the bench. It was either Medicine Hat or Calgary. I'm on the bench. And it's like a minute in the game. And it was like the it was like the coach and the other goalie had had conjured up some type of sick joke on me. Uh, but a minute into the game, a player on the other team skates through the crease, bumps the goalie, and he goes down, and he's not moving. And I'm on the bench, and I'm like, I'm frozen. I'm literally frozen. I'm looking up at the stands. They're yelling, Siv. They're calling me, Siv. You're terrible. You're going to go in there. You're going to stink the joint up. And oh, I'm just picturing, in, in my head, I had no mental skills. In my head, I was picturing letting in goal after goal, not coming up with save. And I was just pitching just, just being terrible out there. And the coach looks over at me and is very intimidating. I don't know if you remember a guy named Ken Hodge. He was the coach of Portland. Sure. And he goes, Peter, get ready. You're going to go in. And he's got these big Coke bottle glasses, very intimidating, uh, thick voice. And players are looking at me like, oh, my God, we're dead. No. <laughs> and so – I go to stand up and I can barely move. Like I can barely move. I was so scared, Brady. I, I, I saw the PA guy, you know, the guy that does the announcing on ice level. Yeah. And I wanted to go grab the microphone from that guy and just say, if anyone in this building has goaltending experience, come on down to ice level. That's how, that's how scared I was. And I'm getting ready to go out. And the other goalie actually ended up, he got up and he ended up going in. But if that was to happen today with what I know or with the clients that I work with now, it's all about this. They, they would be prepared for a game. Like they would have done their visualization before the game. They would have been hungry to go in. So when that goalie gets hurt, they're actually excited to go out there. Yeah. Right? Excited to go out there and make a difference and not really caring if they're going to fail a little bit because that comes with the position. You're going to fail yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you never did, every game would be zero, zero, right? If, if, yeah. if nobody in hockey ever made a mistake, every single game would be zero, zero. And it'd be a pretty boring game. People forget that hockey is a game of mistakes, capitalization on mistakes, a little wrong movement this way or a wrong pass here. And, and, and that's how people score goals. And that's, that's why we love the game and makes it exciting. So it's important. I think that's a really important point. And <clears throat> excuse me, but I mentioned it in the intro that like you did that for me back, you know, when I left the Western League and, and what a difference that made for me. And I didn't I, I failed to mention that year, like I, I won uh, rookie of the year for the Swift Current Broncos, which is pretty remarkable considering the mental issues that the mental stuff that actually I was going through and hiding at the time. Like I, I was kind of hiding my people knew what kind of something was going on, but I was, you know, suppressing it. But if it wasn't for that like seriously you don't know i don't think i ever even told you how much i utilized that visualization tape so i think you know if anybody any parents are listening or certainly any players and and pete i think if you could probably touch on this more that it doesn't just work in hockey right like because now you know i'm not playing at a junior professional level but certainly visualization is still a part of my life and and Probably I wish it was more a part of my life because I think it's so powerful. So maybe you can touch on that. Like, um, because, you know, that's what I mentioned. Like, there's there's a lot of things that I learned from you that maybe I'm not using in my hockey career, but certainly I'm using them in life. So listen to, to Pete and, and give visualization a try. Because I know before a lot of people would be like, oh, that's stupid or whatever. But 
it is so powerful. Like it is, it is beyond powerful. I can't even talk about it. I'd rather listen to you uh, tell us more about it because you're the, you're the guy, right? Like you, you're my guy. So tell me more. Well, and, and you know what? That was the missing component when I played. Like, that was it. And, and when, when I grew up, when I played, the teens would sometimes bring in a sports psychologist. But I'd be going like, ah, who's that guy? He'd open his mouth, and he was, like, so boring. And I was, I just couldn't relate. I couldn't yeah. relate, right? So people have to be relatable. And so I, I just never found anyone that I could relate to. And so, so I'm a big believer in, in being able to relate to the athletes first. Because yeah. if you're not relating to them, it doesn't matter what you say. They're, yeah. they're not going to hear you. And, and and I went on this philosophy. Lee Poulos, if you if you look him up, Lee, Lee Poulos, he did the visualizations for the Edmonton Oilers in the 1980s when they were winning all the Stanley Cups. Yeah. And Lee told me a couple things that really stick out. And he he said number one is when, when I first uh, when I when I went to speak to the Edmonton Oilers, and this is like the Gretzky, Messier, Curry, Semenko, all those guys there, Fuhr, Moog. He goes. I, I, I told the guys to take notes. And he's like, guess who took the most notes? Gretzky. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. The, the best player who doesn't have the best shot, isn't the best skater, but is the best player, right? Yeah. Up here, up yeah. here, because yeah. of up here. And he said, so that was one thing that stood out. So that's, that's like, okay, the mental part is super important. The second thing that stood out was he said, and I'll never forget this. And I tell the same thing to the athletes that I work with. I go, we have we have two minds. And the problem is a lot of times we're, 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 we're operating with our small, tiny mind. I'll give you an example. What's what's the biggest stadium or arena that you know of, Brady? What would it be? What would it be called? I just got to get a drink here. I would probably say Madison Square Garden comes to mind. Okay. I don't so know. Madison, it's a pretty huge place, right? Yeah. yeah, you can put a lot of people in there. So imagine putting a tiny golf ball on the roof of Madison Square Garden. Like in proportion, that tiny golf ball is super tiny. So the the problem is like like the tiny golf ball would represent your critical mind. Your mind that says, I'm not going to eat that piece of cake. Or your mind that says, I'm not going to do drugs or something like that, right? But then you have the super conscious the subconscious mind which would have the power of madison square gardens and so that mind is our supercomputer, and it's always getting programmed the problem is most people don't know how to program it and they're putting in the wrong information and so that's the power of visualization give you an example you know when you watch a movie a scary movie you know it's fake right yeah you know it's totally fake and and but but you put your head to the screen, you watch the movie, you know it's fake, and there's a jump scare, and what do you do? You freak out. <laughs> yeah. But you know it's fake, right? Why Why would you freak? You know it's fake, but it's a subconscious mind. It's so much more powerful. See, it's it's that, that's the Madison Square Garden mind taking over and trying to protect you, even though the golf ball mind says, no, 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 it's fake. It doesn't matter. It gets overtaken, right? Yeah. So. Most athletes, and I didn't know this when I played, I had no idea about the subconscious mind. So that's why I was freaking out when that goalie got hurt there and I was supposed to go in. That's why I was totally freaking out and I would be super nervous. I'd be thinking of anything that could go wrong. And so with visualization, what we're going to do is we're basically we're basically programming the mind. We're, we're, we're programming the mind so that you have success because the mind doesn't know what's real and what's not real. 
So if you think about when you were playing and we would do those visualizations, right? Feel how powerful your legs are with each skating stride. See the openings in the ice. Like, and so, so the mind is working in your favor when you're doing that. But specifically, if it can be done in a way that's somewhat entertaining, then you will be more involved. Like a lot of people will try to do visualization, but they'll just they'll they'll just try to do it. They won't really yeah. do it. They'll get yeah. bored, right? Um, Jim Carrey, you know who Jim Carrey is, right? Of course, yeah. Super successful actor on Oprah Winfrey. He she said you used to use visualization. And if any athletes are listening, I want them to, to take this into consideration. So Jim Carrey, when he was just like, there, there was thousands of other comedians in the same position as him. He had no movie contracts, no movie deals, nothing. Just like there's thousands of hockey players that don't have a pro contract right now. And what Jim Carrey said that he would do is, and he, he said every day, he told Oprah Winfrey this, every day he would go to Mulholland Boulevard in California, in, in LA, in Hollywood, and he would visualize. And then he said every day, probably just for a few minutes, but he would do it every single day. And he would visualize directors calling him, producers calling him, uh, people saying great things about his acting. And he said it would make him feel good. So as a hockey player, that's an easy thing to do. It doesn't take any effort. But most guys don't do that. I have some pros, a bunch of pros right now that are on a 90-day challenge. And the 90-day challenge is either every morning or every evening, they can do one or the other. They have to run their visualization. I have an audio that they listen to. If they want to play the audio, they can play the audio or they can do it on their own, either or. But they're, they're basically texting me every day, did, today done, day 12, day 13, day 14. And because once you get it to a certain point where you, you visualize each day for a certain amount of days in a row, your subconscious mind just goes crazy in, in, you, in your favor for your success and your hockey career. That's really, that's really powerful. And I think um, we're going to make sure, I think we'll in a couple minutes, like, why, why don't you pull up, do you want to pull up that stuff and just show it now? Like, since we're talking about like, or do you want to do sure. that? At the end? Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Show because you have, yeah. honestly, there's, this is a great program. And Pete, this is something that I haven't, like, I haven't looked too much into your, into your program, this one, but I know you well enough. And I'm sure you've progressed a lot. Cause you're all, you're just that guy. That's always, always learning and, and everything. But I know that I can pretty much tell you what's going to, what it's going to be like the program. And I would really like to see you do this for players as well. I don't know if you do. Oh Yeah. Yep. Oh, you do? You do. Well, and on the player side, you know, Jeff Compton, eh? Jeff is consulted yeah. for over okay. a half dozen NHL teams. We're okay. working together on the player side. We're bringing in other coaches as well, too. And if any other coaches are listening that want to join us, and we're, we, we're, we, how do I say it? We, we have an abundance mentality here. Okay. okay. So we're, we're not going to, we're not going to block anyone out. We're going to work with you. We're going to, even other, other coaches, right? Any high level coaches, we love to hear from you, talk to you, work with you. Uh, is, as well too but I'll, I'll show you on the player side uh first because there's probably going to be more players that are are listening yeah and uh, so i think i can share can i share my screen here yeah absolutely we'll do that and and like if yeah honestly for anybody that that is watching or listening to the audio uh, after i upload it um we'll make sure that i have all yeah. of this uh you can check it out on youtube 
um, for the for the actual video. But this um, this stuff that Pete does, guys, uh, like he was talking about how the guys can do it on their own or do it listening to the, the his tape there. Um, I mean, when I had that, rec- I wish I still had that recording. Um, maybe we can get an updated one for well, use of it. It's just unbelievable. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's so powerful. And here's the thing. You know what? I, I loved what we did before with the old uh, puck masters, but the, the challenge that we ran into was, now there was exceptions with guys like you, guys like Danny. There were some really good coaches, but the challenge was a lot of things got watered down. And, you know, when you fresh things, you get watered down. It was, you know, tough business model to – to duplicate, so to That's speak, right? right? That's uh, right. Because there's only one thing we learn and we get better and we grow. That's right. right. Uh, oh my God. I can tell you right now that this is, I'm not, people don't understand. I think they understand maybe more better now than ever, but I still don't think they quite understand the power of the mind. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't think people give it the credit it needs or deserves. So go ahead. So, so, so you hockeymindsetacademy.com, you put that in there, you just click here, click for the free trial. No credit card required. You, you get a 10-day full free trial. You get to test it out. It's got the morning visualizations in there, the evening visualizations, access to the Hockey Mindset Gym, which is a gym for your mind. Uh, as well too we got some good testimonials there's there's jeff right there right so working with him yeah. on this um it, it's, i'll talk more about jeff here after but it's uh yeah. i know jeff very well actually. Oh, jeff, great and, and and we have an affiliate program going forward with this as well too so that uh ongoing if people are working with us in our affiliate program then they actually don't pay anything for the for the hockey mindset academy uh but the 10 try the 10 day free trial same thing for the goalie one as well too same thing for the goalie trial as well which is great. Oh, hey, you got to see this. I, I don't know if this will this will show here. It should. Yeah, it'll show. Oh, here we go. We got to pause it. This is, is back in the Western Hockey League days. Who is that? Hey, look at this. Look at this. Ready? Let's is see. That it. You? Yeah, it's me. Flashing the leather. Oh, you can't hear it though. You guys can't hear it. No, I don't know why we can't hear it, but I'll get it. I'll click anyway, it. So, sorry, that was kind of uh, off track. They're off topic. No, no, no. We need to see that, man. I love okay, it. Got, I love it. Working my focus. Okay. So, anyways, there's good stuff for the Hockey Mindset Academy, the Goalie Mindset Academy. Um, another great program. Then this is this one specifically for goalies. This is a 30 day program uh, for goaltenders. Lots of pros that have gotten this program, and they'll do it two or three times a year. Once you get it once, you can continue to do it. Um, there is, and we, I am running a, uh, what's it, what do you call it? A black Friday special coming up here in about a week. Okay. Uh, It's going to go on sale for a couple hundred bucks off or something like that. Right. But that's a great one. Good testimonials, uh, from people. It's a 30 day audio program, uh, with a workbook and you can see what they're working on here. Like key stuff, like thinking big for, for a goalie, uh, how to predict your future by picturing it how to have a growth mindset, a persistent mentality, stuff that I wish I had or probably every other player that, yeah. that I played with wish that that they had, right? This is, this is, question. I can, I'm, you know what I mean? Like I loved what, what I had, but now everyone has a, has access to this on their phones, yeah. uh, computers, oh, yeah. and it is unbelievable. So to me, if you're a parent, uh, of, of a hockey player this is like you can train on the ice you can you can train in the gym and you have to do those things i'm we're not like i'm not yep. saying we all know that but like the difference between skill 
um, skill level and everything between a certain level. There, there really isn't much there. Like, and like, yes, we have our Sidney Crosby's and our Connor McDavid's, but like when you get to junior and stuff, like that's the difference. Your, your mindset is the difference. And, and if, that's like when do you think kids could start learning this stuff? Be like how how young can oh, six seven years old? It's like, yeah. like seriously, like that young. Even if it's in in little uh, you know uh, little, little spurts or whatever, like like to learn at a young age makes a huge difference for you. And I always ask them this, like when, when I speak to to groups of goalies or players, I go, "Do you remember the confidence class you took in school?" And they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, they, I've had a teacher come up to me after they say, no, we were supposed to beat the confidence out of them so they would stand in line and listen to us when we when we spoke, right? But there's there's some strategies that I, that I use. I just took a took a team in Manitoba through that yesterday, like uh, strategies for confidence. Uh, because you think about it as an athlete, or you think of Brady when you played, when would you feel the most confidence? Maybe after you scored a goal or you had some success. But that's just because you were focused on it and you were probably moving powerfully. But you can create that before the game. You can create that before it even happens. And and so I always say to players, imagine if you played in a way where you almost knew you would not fail. Like you would be on fire. You'd be on fire, right? Just like when a team gets momentum. Yeah, no, 100%. And like... That's the thing, right? And and we look at if you look at players, um, you look at guys when they go in slumps or goalies that start playing bad. Like that's not because their skill level has changed, or they're they're it is it's it's all to do with with confidence, which comes to do with that. So if a guy is is struggling with confidence, what would be your first suggestion with a guy struggling with confidence? Like, is there something that that maybe you've learned or that something that like no instant fix. And and like, I think these, obviously there's a lot there, but is there something that maybe has worked for you, Pete, that, that like, yeah, I'd love to hear it. hundred percent. I tell players and goalies this all the time. In fact, we practice this on in, in the hockey mindset Academy, the goalie mindset Academy, we do live concentration games four or five times a week. So we practice this stuff during the games as well too. Like they're working on stuff to, to, uh, to, be able to focus better, but we also work on the confidence stuff. So here's what I would say. So someone's struggling with their confidence. Number one is where does confidence come from? It comes from what you focus on and how you move, right? Like when I played, I had no idea. So if I made some saves, I'd be the best goalie in the world. If I didn't make the save, I'd be the worst because it was external, but we can create our confidence through how we focus and how we move. So here's what I would say. Um, g- give me an example. Give me an, is, this, is this a forward you're talking about, a defenseman or a goalie? Give me an example, Brady. And I'll forward. Show I got to go forward. Okay. And is a forward like in a goal scoring slump or what, what's happening? Give me the situation. Yeah. Hasn't scored in nine games, Pete. Okay. Hasn't scored in nine games. Okay. Here's what I would say. Um, how do you know when you score? How are you normally scoring? Like when you when you are scoring all the time, is it from? I'm a shooter. I'm shooting all the time, but but yeah, I'm just, they're not going in and I'm not missing the net. I don't know what it's going, what's going okay. on. So, so we have to work on a, a couple things. We got to work on a couple things, how you move and what you focus on. So then I would say, what's a game coming up that a lot of people may say it's a big game for you, right? So I would say, picture that game. Okay, yeah. great. For you, it's like any other game, but picture it, it's it's uh, supposed to be a big game. Okay, and, and then I would take them through a visualization. And that's okay. See yourself in that game. You get the puck on your stick and right away, boom, you shoot and it's in the net. See that black puck? in the white mesh feel how you feel when yeah. that 
goes in there. You are a great player. And then as they're imagining that, you know, we'll do things like see it in your mind even bigger, even brighter, move it closer. Now, stand how you stand when you're totally confident. How do you stand? Yeah. Shoulders back, chin up, looking powerful, maybe standing like you got a Superman cape on. Right. Yeah. And then we go out of confidence and then into confidence. Right. So so we go out, look down because they, they got to be able to snap themselves from not feeling confident to feeling totally uh, confident. In fact, here, I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to show you a perfect example yep. here. Yeah. Uh, right here. Here we go. OK. I'm going to share the screen again real quick. Yep. Uh, Got to make sure. Will they be able to hear on their end? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know what. Uh, what if you send it to me? Maybe I can can put it through. Okay, but, here, just just put it here. I'll. Um, can I send you this link in the chat? Yeah, probably could do that. This is all new. Never done this. See, we're we're breaking barriers here on hockey to hell and back. There we go. Okay, so now I got to find the chat. Oh, here it is. Chat with here. I'm just putting this uh, link there. I just sent that to you. Yeah. So you can play that link. So this is I was uh, working with this goaltender here. You'll see, and he was obviously picturing a big game in the future. And watch how he moves out of confidence. Yeah. In confidence. Oh. Out of confidence. One sec here. Did you guys? Did you hear that? Loud and clear. If you can show the video, that'd be cool. Yeah, you got it. I'm going to put that in right now. Perfect. So that's good. Uh, There we go. Uh, Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Out of confidence. Boom. Snap yourself into it. Yes. Out of confidence. Picture yourself in a big game next year that sometimes maybe it may make you feel a little bit nervous sometimes. And you're going to snap out. Out of it so let me know when you see yourself in that big game raise your right hand okay hand down you're in that game we're gonna snap out of it you need totally confident ready go boom out of confidence put yourself in that game go you are powerful out of confidence put yourself in that game go totally powerful out of confidence, you know that you can come up with every save. Go. So who's in control of being confident? You guys have the power. Totally have the power. Think about it. A lot of guys that you're playing against, they have more confidence. If they don't have no idea where it comes from. No idea. So think of the power you have. The St. Louis Blues fourth round draft that's unreal pete is that powerful that that's but but that's that's exactly how we work it so when you're in those situations yeah when you and go back to when i first when we first i talked about that first opportunity when i was 15 and i was supposed to go in and i was super nervous out of confidence oh yeah you I, I would have done anything to know this stuff and to practice it and to be able to apply it so here's what i say is is you 100% create your confidence, right? And it, it's just like any other skill. You got to work on it, like a glove save, like a slap shot, like a wrist shot. You know what's so funny is when you were when you were uh, doing the little uh, visualization thing before that video, I'm sitting here getting – I was getting jacked up like I was getting fucking fired up to play a game. Excuse my language, but, like, I was hearing it again, picturing myself, like, because we did it, right? And, like, I can yeah. – 
still after all those years, I can still go back to there. Right. So that's pretty cool because I mean, that's the first time I've done that in a long time. Like you, cause like, man, like I can't tell you how many times I played that, that over and how much it helped me. And I, that's so cool. So that kid played for team Canada or what? He won the gold medal last year. You're the man, AP. No, no, it's just, it's just a, it's a strategy. It's just, it's just, you know what I mean? And people can apply it. They can take it. They, 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 they can use it. And that's what we do is we, we can work, we work directly with the mind. And, and like I spoke to a, uh, what was it? The, the goalie coaches in the, the OHL, I was flown out there about a year ago or two years ago. And the first thing I asked him, I go, what percentage of your goalie success is mental? And they said, the average answer was about 80 or 90%. I'm like, how much do they work on it? Yeah. Uh, they don't. They, what, they, they don't. Okay. Well, even if it was only 25%, isn't that big enough that you should devote some time to work on it? And it's got to be treated that. It's got, if someone's not, if someone is not treating their mental game, just like they are, their, 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 their conditioning, their skill set, it's going to catch up with them. I agree 100%. And I think, you know, I like, it's interesting because, you know, there's obviously, you know, that I'm older, like my hockey career is over. But now I'm like getting fired up because now I'm, I'm starting to like visualize stuff that I want to accomplish, you know, still in hockey, but obviously not in my hockey career in my life. And I, I feel like, you know, this is something that again is, is definitely a hundred percent. If you're playing elite level hockey, if you want to have success and and you want to actually train like sure on the ice in the gym, but you're not training all the way around if you're not training your mental side of your game. And uh, again, that's, it's pretty interesting. eh? like they all answered 80, 90%, but then you ask them and you said, they're like, well, they're not working on it. That's, that's crazy. That's a good point. 25% is a, is is a way high enough number to get attention because then, what I mean, let alone 80 or 90%. So are we seeing trends? Is it becoming more, um, more apparent to these, to the higher upper echelons of hockey that this is something that maybe they need to, to start to encourage more Pete, uh, or is yeah, this, I think we are, I think we are yeah. seeing it. Now. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 they are, they're starting to take it seriously. Uh, yeah. I think 20 years ago, there was a lot of kind of old school coaches that would go, ah, that's BS or, you know, like they wouldn't, uh, but now, now they're starting to really take it, take it seriously. So that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's another thing, right? Like, so I feel like if player, like that's sure, everything's going to be an investment, but I, I see junior hockey teams spend money uh, where money could be spent a lot in, in a lot better places. Could you imagine if, if all the players actually took this seriously? Um, how the, the greatness that could be achieved from some of these guys that are maybe just achieving mediocrity um, that are not hitting those levels of success. Like um, I'm not going to use his name, Pete, but I was on the ice the other night with a guy um, that plays pro still. Um, and holy shit, is this guy unbelievable? Uh, but, you know, he ended up quitting hockey in the American League not too long ago, and he's struggling, and he just, uh, he's got no confidence. But I'm telling you, Pete, if this guy could get some confidence, there's no reason why he couldn't be an NHL player. And that just reminded me of how many guys are out there, and I can't imagine how many goalies are out there because we all know goalies, it's even harder. If you're not, if you're a goalie and you're not doing this, 
forget it. You know what I mean? Like the, in my opinion, like uh, a friend of mine, Darren Spence uh, mentioned, he did some stuff with, he just loved it. Like he's like, you know what I mean? He's like, I wish I would have had that more when I was in, in junior and stuff. And we talked about it too. And I was like, man, like, so I think it's a, it's a really good, uh, this is a good platform. I hope that some people got to got to see it, and and I'm gonna put it in the description below. But Pete, is there anything else like we could talk about uh, before we let let people go? Like, what do you remember about me as a kid, Pete? If there's uh, one, I remember you were you're uh, super nice, super personable. Uh, you just loved the game of hockey, right? I think you just you just loved the game of hockey. Uh, people people were really um, how do I say it? Uh, captured i don't know if captured is the right word but uh you you have a charisma about you uh with people as well too i think it's just because you're a good person and uh so so people see that and so that's the biggest thing that that i remember about you and and uh you know um i wish i did more of the mental stuff like like the mental stuff that i was doing back then was kind of just a little kind of side thing that's right yeah i, I really wish i did what i did now on the mental yeah, but that's that's the thing. We all have things we wish we would have done. Like the, the fact is, is like if you if I think back to to all the things you were doing back then, the fact that you even took the time to be able to get that done for me, like you had so much on the go. I'm just glad that honestly, Pete, like from like I'm like you're my friend. I care about you. Like I'm I see you now, and like man, you look healthier, you look happier, you look way less stressed. Oh and, yeah, night and day. This is and night I, and day. Yeah, and I feel like fine like man like you've really found your niche and i feel like you were already helping a lot of people but i think you were stretching yourself too thin in areas that maybe were not like now you're here and and you have this like the goalie mindset thing and man it's i just hope that that people utilize it um and and give it a chance because and believe in it because once you do i mean look the proof is in the pudding i mean these guys that have success they're all doing this kind of stuff you know what i mean yeah. like you, you have to powerful powerful yeah. stuff Brady, thanks for having me on hey great great and i look forward to following your success hopefully working with you more in the future and yeah, uh sure. you're getting started you're doing some great stuff out there yeah i appreciate it and uh yeah people stay tuned for pete and i will probably like look out we always we always are getting reconnected and now finally i've got my head on straight so look out uh we have lots of we got lots left in our tank eh? we we're still on the same team always will be and uh, i can't wait to to reconnect and actually be able to have like an adult relationship where i'm not all over the place with you and you can trust me and all that stuff so i'm looking forward to it Pete, please please tell the family i said hello yeah, um, i will for sure 100 the, the kids are all grown up now it's crazy I know. I know. You know what I mean? So please yeah, tell the family I said hello. And Pete, before I let you go, thank you, man, for everything you've done for me. I seriously, man, I don't forget it. I don't forget it at all. Uh, shout out to Danny Cassidy, wherever he is. He's in the uh, Philippines. Tell him to stay dry. Stay, stay dry, dry, Danny. There's a lot of storms there right now. We were supposed to zoom it up a couple of days ago, but we couldn't. Because, all right, uh, well, I, hey, maybe the three of us should, should get together on a Zoom and, and reminisce. That would be awesome. He would love that. Okay. All right. That's you you okay. Talk soon. Bye. All right, guys. That's the goalie mindset guy, Pete Fry. How awesome was that? Um, man, we could probably sit there and talk for hours and hours and hours. Um, definitely probably going to have him on again. 
if you guys want more information on that, I'm going to make sure it's in the description. Um, definitely on the audio links. If you're watching on YouTube, it'll be there. Um, and the website, all of it. Be, remember, guys, you can get the free trial. No credit. He said no credit card required. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you at least try it? I'm telling you, from a guy who's done it um, before, this is, I did it with him. Uh, shit, my math isn't too good. 17 years ago? So think about the evolution. <laughs> think about the evolution of it. Um, and this is his main focus now, I can only imagine. And I look forward to doing more of it myself. Seriously, I'm not just saying that. Um, when I say things, I mean it. And uh, I'm, I'm wondering if maybe we could dig up that old visualization CD. And my dad's probably got it somewhere in that house of his or in his storage, maybe. Who knows? Um, probably turn up in one of my old boxes of stuff. Uh, wouldn't that be cool? Uh, anyways, um, guys, lots going on. I got a couple of texts in. Uh, nobody got it right. Uh, I got a Don Cherry, uh, a couple Don Cherries actually, uh, but nobody got it right. So I'm going to leave it open. I had a video queued up. Uh, nobody knows which legend is coming on my show on Wednesday. Nobody was going to win the team issued socks. Um, Maybe I'll just play the video anyways with the phone call. Uh, we won't give away the socks. I'll give you guys two minutes to, sh to take one shot. Uh, anybody else? Uh, which legend? If you know, if you know the answer, feel free to text me right now. 705-205-5123. If you already know, if I've told you, I want to give away some uh, free team issued socks to somebody. Uh, if we don't hear from anybody in the next minute, uh, I'm just going to give them away on the next podcast with this legend. The guy's an absolute killer. No pun intended. Who is it, guys? 30 seconds, and I'm going to play the video. The contest will be over. Please follow the Puck Support Foundation at Puck Support. Follow at Puck Support Warriors. Um, oh, the news about the Puck Support Foundation. The money that Puck Support Warriors Dave and Brandon Gilmore raised is going to be used for a sub sublimation machine, which means we're going to be able to turn out our own merchandise to keep, keep that money going. So we're going to have Puck Support shirts. I just put in an order with Jesse from Team Issued for some custom Team Issued Puck Support hats. But Matt and I are going to do our own Puck Support hockey uh, brand uh, with the proceeds going uh, to the Puck Sport Foundation. So Dave and Brandon, we've told them about that and they think that's a great idea uh, because that'll be able to keep the money going uh, because I was already just going to put in an order for those hoodies and all the stuff that I was going to have to order and pay so much money for. And if we just order this machine and a printer, we can keep it going and it'll, you know what I mean? It's just, it's going to be so great. And um, it's something I'm really excited about. We're looking at an embroidery machine. We've raised over $5,000. So the incorporation's happening. Sandra Murray, thank you for the phone call today. You're, uh, you're a doll. And um, she's coming on um, not only as the executive director of mental health and addiction, but she's going to take a role as a developing uh, director. She's going to help me develop all the um, programs. 
um, develop all the protocols, all of that stuff, make sure everything's in place. Uh, we've scheduled to meet at least once a week. We'll probably do it more. Now that I'm in Morrisburg, guys, I'm in one place. Um, and I feel so amazing about it. I really do. Um, I want to say thank you to Matt and Caitlin uh, for having me up here. Um, and thank you to Taylor's family for stepping up and helping her with VEDA and Hadley and Lincoln. Um, I'm really looking forward to them coming here. Uh, this, there's just something about Morrisburg I'm feeling really good about. It. I'm enjoying, I love being at the One Stop Skate Shop. Uh, it's, this is a dream come true for me. Uh, I got out of a jail, I got out of jail a year ago on Friday. Friday the 13th was one year. So I haven't had a podcast since then. Um, a lot has happened in one year, guys. I want to say thank you to everyone who supported me, uh, especially my family, Taylor, my dad, my mom, Taylor's family, my Auntie Lee, my Uncle Orr, my Auntie Barb and Uncle Rich out in Richmond. Thank you, guys. Uh, my cousin, Ryan, thanks for all the support out in Japan. Uh, Christy down in Vegas, thank you. Um, and to all, everybody, um, my close friends on social media, you know who you are. Uh, everyone who supported us down in Aurelia, we are working on something for you guys. So stay tuned. Everything's just taking a little bit more uh, time than I had hoped. Uh, trying to get organized. Um, Brooklyn and Brody, I love you and I miss you. I'm sorry I don't talk about you more. I was asked not to. And um, I think I'm just done with um, it's time to fight for you guys. And uh, I'm coming. I'm going to do it. I want to do things absolutely the right way. And uh, I'm clean. I've been clean for, for a long time. I'm working to get off methadone. Uh, I feel great. And I feel like, you know, I love my kids. And I know they love me. And I'm ready to have them in my life. And for them to meet Hadley and Lincoln and Veda and Taylor and all of it. And uh, whenever that's, ha that's going to happen, I'm ready. And uh, fingers crossed that it all works out. And if it doesn't all work out the way I hope or intend to, I'll just keep working harder and be patient. Support my kids no matter what. I love them so much and I think about them every second of the day. There's not a day that goes by I don't think about Brooklyn and Brody. And my other son that I've never met. So there's a lot that's happened in a, in a year, just over a year. Uh, I've met a lot of great people and none of this would have been possible without you. Um, thank you to Diana Debit, who's been looking after Lincoln. Thank you so much. You're helping so much and we appreciate it. Taylor's mom and dad really stepped up while we were in the hospital. Thank you guys. Um, I got a text in Brendan Shanahan. Nope, not Brendan Shanahan. Um, good guess. This guy's a hell of a lot older than Brendan Shanahan and unfortunately a bit way bigger legend than Brendan Shanahan. David Carlson, it is not Brendan Shanahan. Uh, good guess. I'm going to play the video. Thank you, though. Um, anybody else want to take a shot at it? Okay, please follow the Puck Support Foundation, guys. Before I play this video, the Puck Support Foundation, guys, is, is why I do everything. 
Thank you to Dave Gilmore. If you're struggling, guys, you can reach out. I am not a medical professional, but Sandra Murray is. I can't give you medical advice, um, but I can talk to you and I can direct you to somebody that can. Um, and at the end of the day, I care. Uh, thank you to all the Puck Sport Warriors that that rep our brand and that allow us, um, you know, to use your your reputation as um, elite hockey players at this point. I'm looking forward to naming all of our youth ambassadors. We're going to start naming them every week. We're going to have swag for them because of the sublimation machine, which means we're going to be able to get our brand out there um, and do it cheap. So like when we get an ambassador, like can you, we need our kids to be wearing stuff like this on their Instagram to get let us know. Let, let people know it's okay to not be okay as long as you're reaching out asking for help and um i was really struggling until the other night i had a major breakdown i i hadn't cried that hard in a long time um full disclosure matt was trying to calm me down he's like man i love you you're my brother and hugging me and i was just freaking out because i couldn't stop thinking about being abused it's been bothering me for months and months since i stopped using these hard drugs and like literally like I'm getting flashbacks while I'm playing hockey. So that's why I said to Matt, I'm like, I'm not enjoying playing hockey because hockey used to be allowed me to escape to that. But now I've realized that the damage that is done is, is there and I need to do some work um, to learn how to accept it and live with it. And that's what Sheldon Kennedy texted me the other day. He's like, we need to learn how to live with these things. And, and if you need treatment or whatever, so I need to get some counseling and I've talked to Sandra, but I'm going to talk to her more and, um, I just, I'm telling you guys this because if you're struggling, um, it's okay. You just reach out. You talk about, it. I had a big cry, man. I cried. I've not cried that hard since I was a kid. I was so angry. I was so upset. I just wanted to die. I felt like I wanted to die. But after I had that, that little outburst, that cry that I let it out, guys, I, I, I actually told Taylor, I told Matt how I was really feeling instead of hiding it, coming on these videos and pretending like I'm okay. I was like, I'm not okay. Cause I'm, I haven't, I've been okay, but I haven't been okay. Cause I'm just kind of still hiding so here i am telling you guys um that after that this last week of the one-stop skate shop has been unbelievable the only thing that's missing are the kids and taylor i feel really good about this opportunity um no more guesses so here we go uh wednesday guys wednesday at noon crying is good david carlson your damn rights it is Thank you guys for joining me. Join me. I'm going to come back after the video because it's so damn cool. I might, I might not, but uh, let's do it. Here's the video, guys. Here's the phone call that I made the other day. I was so nervous, guys. Enjoy this. Hello. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Hey, my name's the Brady Rockets and the Broncos. First of all, let me tell you, even though I'm a Western League boy, uh, what a privilege this is already just to have you on the phone. I and the entire hockey community uh, has been so supportive, Brian. It's uh, I want to call you Mr. Kilray. I'm sorry if I'm... I'm, I'm just Brian. Brian, yeah. okay. That's my dad's name too, eh? So, um, oh, uh, good. Yeah, that's, you know, my story. It's a long, I, I don't really want to bore you with the logistics of it, but um, I would, the reason why I'm calling you is because you're an absolute um, legend. <laughs> and um, I would be, I was just wondering if there, there would ever be an opportunity that you would want to, to join me 
uh, for an hour one day and just have talk hockey on my podcast and 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 we'll just tell stories and, and everything else. Like I, you could do your research into it first. I've had, uh, like I said, all the big guy, big names on, like the other killer, Doug Gilmore, and and oh yeah, Darren McCarty. Darren McCarty's a good friend of mine, and and uh, Brent Sobel. Tough kid too. Yeah, Darren Dmac is is one of my um, closest compadres these days. He's very involved with the foundation and and uh, um, oh yeah, yeah. So my friend Matt. Uh, who I met when I started doing the podcast, Brian, because his friend, his best friend's name was Matthew Lazinski. I don't know if you remember him. He played for the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhound. He was born in 1987, played for a couple of years, but he got mixed up in some off-ice stuff in about 2006. Uh, he got put behind bars. And after that, the Greyhounds kind of obviously got rid of him, because uh, but he went down a really dark path, and we actually lost him. Uh, he passed away uh, to an overdose, um, and I never knew him. I never got to know him, even though we were the same age. I was playing in the WHL. He was out here in the O. But anyways, his friend, Matt Thompson, um, heard my podcast, the very first episode, uh, because in the first episode, I shared my story and stuff, and, and he reached out to me and was like, hey, your story is a lot like my friend's, and you know, so we've been able to connect. So he's from Morrisburg. Now I've moved up here, and he is an absolute... 67's die hard fan you know he's got your book and his dad like they're just huge fans of yours in the 60s everything you've done and and uh it's you know your whole career right so it's been interesting but we just opened up a skate shop uh here in morrisburg um just a little sharpening shop little uh, pro shop me and him so um that's what we're doing but i was just wondering i know you're you're a busy guy and, and like no pressure you're not going to hurt my feelings if you say no this has been this has been more than enough, um, even talking to you. But I, I, I'm just wondering if there's ever a time where, where we could either do it over the phone or, or you know, do something. It would have to be. Yep. Because it would have to be over a phone. I can tell you why. Because I don't have a computer. I don't have a cell phone. I don't have an email. Okay. I'm just too old-fashioned. I don't want to change at my age. So if it was a phone call and you wanted to talk, and if you could do it that way, I've got the time to do it by phone, and that's the only way I could help you. Oh, Brian, you just made my, uh, this is unbelievable. So how about this? How about I give you a call either tomorrow or the next day, and we'll figure out a time that works best for you, and we'll do it over the phone, and, and that That'd is... be fine. You call, and uh, when you get it set up, we can, if we can do it over the phone... We can do it over the phone. Brian, you are a legend, and I, I appreciate this. I can't wait, man. I can't wait to talk to you further, and uh, looking forward to it. We'll, we'll talk soon. That'll be fine. Thanks, Brian. Okay. We'll, thank you so much. Have a great night, my friend. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. That's what I have to say about Brian Kilray coming on my podcast. All right, guys. Friday at noon. Killer. Look out, man. Can you believe it? I sure can't. This guy is the greatest coach ever. That's what Don Cherry said. This is Don Cherry's friend. This guy played for Eddie Shore. Are you freaking kidding me? Do I need to say... 
anything else. Wednesday, 12 o'clock, right here. You don't want to miss it. 86 years old, and he's still got it. He's coming on the podcast. The legend. Killer. I can't even believe it. Somebody freaking pinch me. Somebody pinch me. Matt's so excited, too. I can't wait. LT, his dad's excited. Um, this guy is a legend. He's in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Two-time Memorial Cup champion. Over 2,000 games coached in the CHL. Played for Eddie Shore. Old-time hockey. See you guys on Wednesday. Remember, guys, have a great day if you so choose.